Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Impact Defense Podcast, Season 2, Episode 4. I said it all again. You got it right. Yes. Good job. <laughs> again, you haven't done it yet. <laughs> we got that on the first take. <laughs> Right, guys, before we dive in too deep with this episode, don't forget about our sponsor, Blackout Coffee. <laughs> of which Kylie's had a ton. <laughs> uh, you can go to impactgear.live slash coffee to get yours today and use the coupon code Impact Defense will get you 10% off your order. And I'm going to do that when I leave because this is pretty good coffee. Yeah. All right. If you're hearing an extra voice, that is because we are joined today by Brandon Wolf. You're good with me saying first and last names. Oh, yeah, and all absolutely. The other things, yeah, right? just, just dox me. Yeah. You can get my address, everything. Your like address, that. Yeah. credit yeah, card number, social security. We're going oh, to I got my social card right here. Yeah, all we right, can cool. do that. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Let's do that. Just tag me on Facebook in it. If you have listened to the podcast for a good amount of time, Brandon was actually on our earlier podcast when it was me and like four preachers and we sat down to talk about church security and that was a very fun podcast and I said I wanted to try to figure out a way to have some of those guys back on or all of those guys back on we enjoyed everybody um but Brandon and I have a connection that's a little different than just the fact that he's a preacher and a friend he was actually my first martial arts teacher as well so yeah, and Brian was my first Christian friend uh, whenever I got <laughs> saved. Uh, yeah, that was an um, awesome story. We can tell you all about it sometime. But, um, yeah, it's just been a blessing. This whole family is a blessing to me, and we love you guys. So happy to do whatever you ask me to do. Awesome. Awesome. Yep. Then that means I need to ask more. Okay. <laughs> Here comes the social security number. <laughs> uh, Kylie had our, an awesome idea, I thought, for a podcast because – we actually have gotten, so I had a very interesting question, and that was, Jesus taught people to turn the other cheek. Yes. So how can you be out here teaching people to hit people in self-defense? If D- Jesus told people to turn the other cheek, aren't you going against your own religion? That was what I was asked. Kylie jumped on this big time, and she's like, we have to do a podcast on this. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then we both said we knew the perfect person to bring on here. So, oh gosh, here you are. Where's he at? <laughs> and he couldn't show up, so I can't. <laughs> um, yeah, man, that's that's an awesome question. Um, it, it's it's a question I think every Christian probably struggles with to one extent or another. But um, I don't think it's an unclear question in the Bible either. Right. I mean, the whole. I mean, just to start off where you started. Um, I guess we're we're in it now. So, but start off with what you're starting with, you know, in the uh, Matthew five context where he says, turn the other cheek, that has nothing to do with taking a physical blow. That's a, that's an insult. Mm. Um, you know, it's a backhanded comment kind of deal. It's, it's taking an insult and, and allowing somebody just to just don't retaliate because somebody's insulting you. Hey, um, I think we've had a whole podcast basically on the topic of just, you know, trying to avoid things. And yeah, part of that is just ignoring people's stupid comments. Yeah. And I mean, any, any law enforcement officer that you talk to that's worth a salt. I mean, that, that's not a, uh, which, you know, 99.9% of them are. Yeah. Um, they've been trained to not let the words hurt them. Yeah. You know, the, the person can sit there and they can mouth off to them all day. It's not going to, it's not hurting them at all. They'll be fine. Yeah. You know, they don't have to do anything. Now when that person comes toward them aggressively, then it's, you know, another story. But, um, 
it's the same principle there. I mean, that right there, if that was all you wanted to talk about, we would do the shortest podcast ever with a preacher on. <laughs> uh, but honestly, that's it's it's a no-brainer. Yeah. Um, Jesus is talking about an insult there. It's not a way of life that doesn't protect, you know, your own personal property or your own family or sticking up for the weak or the helpless or something like that. Those are those are bigger discussions that come into the biblical play. Yeah. But yeah, I mean the whole the whole mindset of um, you know, I think that goes to a cultural phenomenon too where Christians are often thought of as having to be doormats and um, mm-hmm. things of that nature and it's because people, you know, in all in all honesty want us to be, they want us to roll over and right. you know, um, not speak up and not do the right thing, but um, that is not Christianity. Right. Christianity is not being a doormat no. <laughs> uh, at all. You know, um, it is not a violent religion at all. It's not. No, it's not, no. Um, but I mean, you're not converts by force or anything. Right. You right. Know, I mean, you're in no way called to sit back and do nothing while no. someone, you know, destroys your home and hurts your family. And right. Or, you know, or, or even yourself, you know, right. it's fine. Right. To actually defend yourself. Yeah, exactly. So. I mean, you know, you could go like principle speaking, um, you know, as a believer, your body's the temple of the Holy spirit. I mean, if you're doing things to preserve that body in some sort of meaningful way with your diet and exercise routine, then obviously just giving that over to somebody else, um, to stab or shoot is not really a, uh, <laughs> Not really a, a good preservative for my, it, you know. My um, normal thing that I would say to somebody, and I have said somebody when they said something to me, because this is not the first time, you know, this was oh, just I'm something sure. on and my, it won't be the last. <laughs> no. we, we won't clarify every question today, I'm sure. We have, uh, maybe we will. We've been, we, we talked about this the other day, you and I. Uh, this is 20 years that, that we've been right. like running a school, and that's crazy. Um, but anyway, um, looking back, I've had that question several times. And one of the things that I have said many times is like, yeah, he said, turn the other te- cheek. But he also like tossed tables and drove people out of. Uh, That's right. With a whip, That's you right. Know? So yeah, yeah. What would Jesus do? He'd love his enemies and he'd turn over some tables and make a whip. I mean, yeah. you know. Um, I, I mean, seriously, this is, yeah, this is, it's not violence. And that's, I think, something people have to really distinguish between. I don't think our yeah. culture has a, like, um, how do you say it? They don't have compartments to put things in anymore. It's all or none. That's true. Mm-hmm. And so they're always saying any act of violence is war. It's, uh, you know, hurting somebody else. It's creating a victimhood mentality, all these other things. Well, right? you don't have and to even be violent to be violent now. No, no, you can just say something or think something. <laughs> or be, not say something. Or not violent. say something and not think the way they want you to. So and words are violent hurting. and silence is violent. And right, yeah. right, yeah. We're getting yeah. off on a tangent here. Yeah, no, we can we can fix all the world's problems today. Um, if it's going to take longer than a 25-minute podcast, though. <laughs> It actually won't. They just all have to listen. Yeah. It's like, we can solve this thing in 30 minutes, y'all. But even, I, you know, I was doing um, some research on this myself, um, I don't know, maybe a year or two ago, because mm. I had questions about, like, violence in the Christian life and where that's at. And, mm. you know, when we talked about ch- church security teams, yeah. I actually had people legitimately come to me and say at one point, um, so it was, it was several years ago I did this research, but, but somebody came to me and said, you know, I'm not sure how I feel about, you know, a safety team, security team, and, and, God's house on Sunday mm. looking to, you know, shoot a bad guy. And I said, whoa, 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 hang on. We're not, that's not the point. You know, we're not here to shoot a bad guy. Right. Um, that's not, that's, those sort of things are our last resorts, right? Um, and, and that's way, way, that's not even, way down the list. That's, that's yep. like the, the top priority of a safety team is not that anyway. Yeah. You know, um, yes, they need to be prepared for that worst case scenario that could eventually happen, but that's not, that's not what they worry about majority of the time. Um, and so I had this this opportunity to go through scripture with this person and say, well, here, I want you to see, you know, what the Bible says about this this idea of defending and things like that. And, you know, it kind of struck me that the first 
um, the first act of um, violence, I guess you would say, in the Bible was committed by God himself. And that was, you know, in Genesis chapter 3 where Adam and Eve ascend, and the first thing that he does is he clothes them with skin of an animal. Well, that animal didn't live when he oh, took yeah, skin yeah. off. Yeah. You know, I mean, and so that immediately sets the precedence that there there is a way to preserve life, um, even at the expense of something else. You know, yeah. it sets mm-hmm. a precedence that done in the right way, it can be. And, of course, you've got, you know, extreme examples. you got Genesis 4. you got a guy named Lamech who, you know, a little kid slaps him, so he kills him. So, I mean, that, that's the extreme, like, don't do that. Yeah. Right? That's, right. And that's the whole point of that is don't do that. Go all the way to Genesis 9, and, you know, if, if somebody takes a life, they, their life should be taken, those sort of things. Um, it, it's, it's almost just assumed in Scripture. It never has to really be come out and said that, you know, you're allowed to defend yourself and you're allowed to defend your family and – um, you know, your own property and things like that. It's just assumed, you know. Yeah. Um, I think it was Exodus 22. I got some, I wanted to make sure I got the addresses right because I didn't want to, uh, didn't want to mess this up. <clears throat> I need your glasses. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it's Exodus 22, um, verses 2 to 3. And um, I can look that up and read it if you want me to. But basically in there, in that context, it, it says that, look, if somebody breaks into your house and they die because they broke into your house, then you're not guilty. Yeah. Like, that's, it's a self-defense context. It's mm-hmm. like if, if they do this at night, like they're meaning mischief, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, and that's the idea. Um, now there are prohibitions against taking it too far in the nation of Israel when mm-hmm. when God was setting that up. You know, you can't chase them down, and you know, once they've made it to a city of refuge or whatever that was, you know, once they've been apprehended, you can't just go find them and stab them to death. <laughs> you know, but um, I mean, and, and then all throughout the Bible, it's like you know, go through the Old Testament. I mean, you watch these people, uh, the judges, right? I mean, they are they are people oh, who are yeah. defending the nation <laughs> mm-hmm. of Israel, right? And some of them are doing it. In really gross ways, you yeah. know. Um, my little boy, uh, my, my middle son, my, my middle kid, son Luke, he's left-handed, and so he asked me one day about anybody in the Bible who was left-handed. So I took him, <laughs> so I took him to the Book of Judges, and I didn't read it because you know that's not really that's like rated R territory for a kid. But um, I told him about Ehud, the left-handed judge. He's like, well, "What would he do?" And I was like, "Well, he stuck a knife so far in a fat guy's belly that the guy died." He's like, "Cool." <laughs> so I was like, "Yeah." Then he stunk, and, you know. So, but but just just stuff like that, you know. You, you just there's an assumption there that there's a line that's drawn. That people can't cross. Yeah. You know, and I, I think, of course, there would have to be a conscience issue at play for people, definitely. I mean, they mm-hmm. would have to make sure that they're okay with, you know, taking the steps that they need to take to defend mm-hmm. themselves and things like that. But biblically speaking, there's, you know, there's nothing wrong with self-defense yeah. whatsoever. It's assumed, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially when it comes to um, other people who can't stick up for themselves, you know, who can't put up a fight. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're not sitting here, you know, just talking about your general – attack against one of us i mean we're talking about your attacks against your family right so Mm -hmm. when you have that kind of situation arise you're i mean it's expected that you would step up you know Mm -hmm. to defend those who can't defend themselves yeah and if you didn't you'd be i mean you'd be in the nation of israel you'd be treated as an outcast you know i mean if you don't stick up for your family you're you know a coward and and basically useless i mean right right but right sorry no, you're fine. No, you're good. No, but that's that's the truth. I mean, you, you know, there's a um, there's an assumption built into all this that mm-hmm. you're supposed to look yeah. out for those who are who can't look out for themselves. You're supposed to not let this perpetrator go go to that nth degree on you or whatever. You know, yeah, we've got the law, and yeah, we've got law enforcement and things like that that are designed to to help perform the punishments. You know, later on, but um, I mean, the assumption in scripture is that. You're not always going to have that law enforcement personnel right beside you when yeah. you get attacked, you <laughs> yeah. know. So you have to do whatever you've got to do 
Um, well, we tell this, and like we teach seminars all the time, and you know, I, I'll be teaching seminars all, all day tomorrow, self defense seminars, and um, you know, one of the things we always tell them is basically the national average is nine to 11 minutes when you call the police to them yep. to actually show up. And yep. it depends on where you are in the country because some places are a lot worse. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, you know, it, but nine to 11 minutes, it's easy to remember because you call 911, you can expect them to be there in nine to 11 Nine to 11, yeah. right. Um, yep. You know, we always ask people, you know, are you prepared to have a 10-minute fight for your life right. until the cops get there? Right. Can you, def- um, can you just keep somebody from hurting you for 10 minutes? Right. Mm-hmm. That's so. the thing. The more shots they, I mean, like we trained all along, you know, the more the more you allow somebody to attack, the more likelihood they're going to land one of exactly. those. Exactly. You know, so, yeah. like, I mean, are you just going to be able to block things for 10 minutes? <laughs> I mean, you know, like, nobody can, you know? No, gosh, no. <laughs> um, yeah, we, we, we do that a lot, too. We show we show our students, you know, we'll sit there and we'll say, okay, have somebody get on the ground mm-hmm. and then have somebody sit on top of them and just start throwing punches. And at first, you can block most of the punches. Right. And then all of a sudden, something slips through. Right. And once one has slipped through, more is going to slip through and more mm-hmm. will slip through. Right. And it just gets harder and harder. And, you know, and you're, if you're trying to sit there and do that and wait for somebody to come and mm-hmm. rescue you, you're probably going to get beat up. Well, it's like you know? the uh, the great theologian Mike Tyson said: everybody's got a plan until <laughs> everybody's got a plan until he gets punched in the face, mm-hmm. and um, that's that's reality. Like that's the truth. Yeah, it's, your plan may work well to just stand there and hold your arms up, um, but one's going to get in. So what do you do next? You know, yeah. um, now I mean, if you're a person who's that docile and you're that um, you're that willing to sort of show your belly and, and you think you can do that and honor the Lord, I'm not going to like chastise you for it i'm just yeah. gonna say probably don't go out in public at night you know don't put yourself <laughs> in a situation where you're gonna have to make that decision yeah um it's better to have what you need and not need it than to not have it and then need it you know yeah. i i like uh jordan peterson said something that i really liked and we actually put it on a quote and put it on our um our facebook feed and we got some flack for it but i don't care in that um, awesome. <laughs> Wear it like a badge. <laughs> but basically, it was. It says a harmless man is not a good man. Mm. A yep. good man is a dangerous man who keeps it you yeah. know, under wraps, that's basically. Right. That's, that's not right. his exact words, but that's basically. Yeah. So, you know, of course, people take that to the extreme. It's like, oh, so you're saying, like, people in wheelchairs are not good. Right, you know, right, gosh, of course. People. <laughs> Again, people don't have categories to think. Yeah. Even in our little Dryden's class, whenever we're going through like a grappling month and we're doing the trap and roll escape, I be sure that I tell them whenever we're doing it, are you going to get hit? Are you going to block every strike? Mm, it's right. basically the question that I ask them. Right. And they go, no. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So if you and can get a three to six year old to understand that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, that, that's yeah. literally my goal is to ask them these questions and for them to actually answer it and follow through with that whenever they're older mm-hmm. yeah, is the type of deal. Just building up yeah. that foundation that they know early on. Yeah. Right. right. Um, and whenever, are you going to block every strike? And then are you going to stop whenever you get hit? Mm-hmm. They go, no. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> I've told them that so many times. You got to keep going even whenever it's hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is one of the things I'd be sure that I pressure on them. <laughs> yeah, that's a little right. off subject of the podcast, but that's been a new goal of ours, just for like um, the kids' classes, especially. We want to build some yeah. resilience. Yeah, uh, you know, I think I think uh, people that have resilience, kids that have resilience as children, uh, and then grow into adulthood, are going to rule this world in a few years. Yes. The way things are going. <laughs> yes. Well, and I'm telling you, there is nothing better for a kid to learn than to lose. 
and learn to get punched in the face in, in a very controlled environment. Yeah. And I, I mean, I tell people all the time, you tell people that I know teaching people, um, when I have somebody who's got a kid who's got some sort of learning disability, I'm like, martial arts. Give them in martial arts. Yeah. And they're like, why? I don't want to give them formal training. I'm like, I know. But what you're doing is you're controlling that. You're yeah. focusing that. And that's what they need. They need a place for this. And they need it constructive. And they need to learn how to do it and how not to do it. And then it just, they blossom. You see mm-hmm. that? I mean, there's rarely an occasion where there's a kid who's just too far into the aggressive nature that you just can't teach him. I never found one, but you've been teaching longer than I did. So. <laughs> Okay, so I have a uh, another quick question, okay. and and only because we've we've gone through this a little faster than I expected us to, right? Uh, so far, um, and I'm sure you have more, but <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a preacher. I always have more, <laughs> but just out of curiosity, because this is another one that I get all the time, and my thing is like, well, it's a sport. People know that hey, I fought mixed martial arts and kickboxing, right. and I fought full contact, yeah, um, and everybody's like. How do you how how can you do that and, and be a Christian? I'm like, it's a sport. It's a sport. We both get into a ring expecting to punch each other. Have you seen what football players do to each other? I know. And and like we pay them. <laughs> you know, and and, we, yeah. and people like buy their jerseys and it they're oh man, it's a sport. Yeah. It's a sport. I mean, again, it's anything, right? Like you can take something really good and make it really stupid quick mm-hmm. if you're the wrong person. And there's yeah. people like that in every sport. You know, you had your Dennis Rodman's and and basketball, and you know, you got your dating yourself a little bit, a little bit. I know um, <laughs> it's pretty sad for anybody who doesn't know who that is. Just Google it <laughs> or look it up in your Encyclopedia Britannica. Um, he was a phenomenal rebounder. He was he was good rebounder. He was, he was good. really good rebounder. Really really bad person. <laughs> like yeah, know? man, he was everything they needed um, at the time. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, and uh, and he got the. I mean, he got the attention, right? I mean, he turned it into WWE kind of thing, right? <laughs> so you have him, and you got your you know your your wackos in in the NFL who are like getting you know, getting in trouble for having all this money and doing stupid stuff with oh, yeah. it. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, you got all that. And so, and you got your crazy people in mixed martial arts. I mean, yeah. you got people who just want to get into the sport to, to bully people. They, mm-hmm. they got beat up as a kid. They want to beat somebody up. Yeah. I mean, okay. Yeah. Uh, th- that happens. You can't, you can't judge the entire genre or somebody else's intentions based on what somebody does stupid with it. Right. You know, yep. it's the same thing. And plus something like that, the value of martial arts, not the religious aspect of it, but the value of teaching somebody to be able to control themselves, to focus themselves, to be able to put certain things in certain places at, at the right time, to do all that. It, you need people in that industry, in that fighting, to temper those idiots. Yeah, You need somebody who can go in there as a sport, take a few good licks, give a few good licks, and walk away and be like, I don't hate you. Yeah. Because it's just a sport. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and that was sort of the thing that people were shocked always by in martial arts when I was teaching. And I'm sure they are with you, too. Like, that you can put these people together, put some pads on them, and they can kick the full crap out of each other sometimes. Well, we've done that. Yeah, right. And we've laughing the whole time. And laughing, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, gosh, I've been knocked out here. I've been, <laughs> you know, um, my, my worst knee injury. The reason my knee aggravates me to this day is because of martial arts, because of a stupid thing that me and another guy decided to do, and it didn't work out so well for me. Um, you know, you pulled my – you made this arm longer than this one, you know. I told um, that story last night. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and so I'm pretty sure I've never done anything to you violently. But anyway, uh, I don't think I ever got anything good on you. Yeah. No, you, you, you've hit me well. I, mean, I can't yeah, think of anything, like, you. majorly that – Yeah. But – yeah, you, you, I'm just going to call it a, I'm a, we'll, we'll call it a tie. Okay. So, um, 
but I mean, it's like all those things, and then to be able to laugh about it, and to yeah. get up and realize that you know this is not it's not personal. Like right. that's the kind of people you want in culture. Yeah, like you want people who can have wonderful, genuine conversations with each other, who can disagree vehemently and still walk away and say, you know what? Hey, we're still we're still both human beings. There was there was a guy. My first like bigger fight in in mixed martial arts. I fought this dude who was a good solid weight class over me, and I you know I just. I, I fought too heavy uh, the first time I did that. But anyway, I fought this guy, and he broke my nose, Yeah, and I choked him out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And uh, so it was bad, man. I bled all over the place. We had a, a really good kind of back-and-forth fight. They said that was fight of the night kind of thing. But he got up after it was all over, and he walked up after, you know, his announced I won. And all. he says, this is why I love this sport. He says, we sit here and threw everything at each other that we could for this time. Yeah. And, and now – we can just be best friends. Right. You know, there's right. no animosity. Yeah. You know, and as long as you're with the right people, you know, there's no animosity, you know? Exactly. That's the thing. I try never- to explain that to people too. Like if you get into a fight and you have animosity in that fight, if you can't like separate yourself from that, right. especially sport fighting, right. you're going to get the crap beat out of you. Oh yeah. You're going to take it way too personal. Yeah. And then when you take it personal, you're going to make bad decisions mm-hmm. and yeah, then you're going to lose yep. every single time. Um, and, and there was never a time when you and I were fighting that we ever looked at it like, oh man, I'm gonna make sure like he doesn't walk away from this, today. you know, like <laughs> right. But right. there was, but there was no holding back either. Yeah, we had rules, we had a, a parameter sort of set ourselves in, and we're like, okay, you realize like if I knock you out, it's okay, and if you knock me out, it's okay. Like it was just unspoken. Yeah. It was it was cool. We were all right with that. I mean, I knocked my like, brother out one night doing see? that. See, kind of there you yeah. go. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah, right? I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Um, For that story multiple times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a funny story. Those are fun stories. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's no, there's, it's, it's a sport, you know, yeah. it's a sport. I mean, if, if people don't like it because they feel like it's violent then they don't understand the intention behind it. Right. I mean, you cannot say violence exists there and doesn't exist in the NFL or right. doesn't exist in boxing. Yeah. I've never, you I've know? never tied the NFL thing to that. I like that. Yeah. It really football. Most NFL players have a lot more injuries. Oh yeah. Than fighters. The majority of them, and you could probably find some really cool statistics on this, so I would be I've seen scared before, to but yeah. even say, but I mean, I would have to say, just like my gut would say, the majority of NFL players carry long-term damage that mm. the minority of fighters do. Yeah. Like, I just don't see it equaling out. Now, of course, you got, I know you got a bigger spectrum to pull from, but still, I mean, the intention of the NFL is that, like, you've got what, seven, eight, nine guys who their design is to hit each other as hard as they can (laughs) to keep that line going, you know? So um, that's not going to end well for anybody. (laughs) Long yeah, you do it repeatedly and repeatedly. <laughs> yeah. That's like, that's why that's one guys of the, come out. I'm going to I, Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're going to the hospital, son. <laughs> you got a concussion. <laughs> and, and I do get a lot of flack because I'm not a fan of boxing for the primary reason or kickboxing for that matter. Because right. People get knocked down and then they're allowed to stand back up. Your brain is already concussed. Yeah. You are already, you've already sustained a brain injury. And now they go, okay, I'm going to be standing eight count and go back in there and do it again. And that's why I was like, I didn't do uh, much in the kickboxing round. Right. I was like, I don't want to be somebody with long-term brain damage from right. just getting repeated, like knocked back down and back up right. and everything else. Right. So. Yeah. And you know, you made that statement earlier about, um, Jordan Peterson, that quote that you put online mm. about that. Um, what was that again? Can you say it again? Uh, so a harmless man is not a good man. A good man is a man, a dangerous man who has it under control. Okay. That is biblical. 
that's blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Yeah. Like when Jesus talks about meekness, and when you talk about meekness in the Bible, um, or gentleness, some translations will say it, it's got nothing to do with weakness. Yeah. It is power under control. Yeah. That's what that word really means. And so it, that is the most beautiful thing because it, it is it is mimicked and modeled in Jesus, yeah. who had all the power in this universe but controlled it. And so, you know, it's the same thing with us as his followers. It's power under control. So it's not, you know, weakness, and it's not, again, the doormat mentality. Yeah. Um, it's that you have it, and you have it for the right reason. You know, and again, like you said, I mean, if you don't, if you can't even do that for your own family, like yeah. how, I, I don't understand, you know. There was a, um, oh, go ahead, you got a story. So back in November, um, a guy was coming, this is in California, by the way. Okay. Um, a guy was coming at home to his house and saw two intruders mm-hmm. at his house, and um, one of the intruders um, stuck a gun at the, his side. Uh-huh. And the homeowner, who had a family to think about in there, because he had a five-month-old baby and a mom on the other side of that door. Yeah. So he turned around and, and got his gun out and started firing back at them. They left, but now the California government has punished the homeowner... And temporary took away his right to bear an arm. That sounds like California. Bear <laughs> arms. Sorry bear for those arms. listening from California, but you know. <laughs> and protect his family. That that story kind of made me mad. It should. Yeah, it should. Well, and my thought is, you, go ahead. You, go, you, you shouldn't be it. punished for something like that, especially whenever you have others to think about. Right. He wasn't just going willy-nilly. He was trying to protect his family, his house, his property. Yeah, it was self-defense. You can't, you can't, yeah. you, you can't use firearms to protect your um House and property, though. Yeah, Whatever. but his family, his wife, his father, his child. Yeah. You know, yeah. And that's where I think it, you know, with like our state, the laws are if you know somebody can reasonably say that they would have acted the same way in your circumstance, or they can reasonably say that you did feel threatened, or you had somebody else in your family in your immediate vicinity threatened, then that's the self defense law with firearms. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's it's the same thing, right? Like if somebody has a gun, like. Like, I have a gun, right? And I carry. You right? have oh, no. a gun? I know. I've got, like, a few. So, <laughs> I don't carry because, like, it's comfortable and because it makes me feel better or anything like that. I carry. And I don't carry all the time either, you know, so I break that rule too. But, um, <laughs> like, when I do, it's because I know that there are other people out there who have guns and they have very devious thoughts in their mind. And they yep. are broken mm-hmm. individuals and they're messed up and they're evil and they're wicked. And if they pull theirs, I know that I can't outfight them. And I really don't. It's not about me at the end of the day. Like, the only time I ever carry in those situations is because my family's with me. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's just because of them. And so it's the same kind of thing there. Like, you, if, or if you are defending your family, then why be punished? You know? Exactly. Like you've got somebody who already made the first move, and you don't – true, you don't know their intentions. Like, they may have right. an empty gun. They may have, they may have just, like – Got up and decided to do this thing. It could have used it as an intimidation. It could have been intimidation, but, but you don't know way, that. Right. Yeah. Like, you don't have that. I mean, once somebody makes that cross in their mind that they're going to use this. Their life has already been threatened. Yes, exactly. If somebody makes that decision that they're going to make that move towards you, mm-hmm. they've already decided that they're entering into a realm where death is possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that's it. They've already entered that mindset that they have to mm-hmm. protect. Yes. Yes, exactly. And so there's no there's no real reason to punish somebody for, for defending their family. Right. You know, things like that. 
Um, I don't under I don't understand that at all. I mean, Me and either. we're not talking about you know those extreme examples like government overreach or something like that. We're talking about individual personal right self defense. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, I mean, and you've got that just illustrated all throughout Scripture. And how many battles was God involved in, right? Mm-hmm. And people look at that and they're like, "Oh, I don't like that. That's violent." Well, I mean, hey, look, God had a purpose in that, you know. Yeah. And we that'd be another episode for you, whatever you <laughs> wanted to do. But you know, I mean, just honestly. You just look at that. You got like uh, Psalm one forty four. Like he trains my fingers for battle. Yeah. I mean, he gives me this. This is this is a way that I can glorify him. Um, you know, you can defend the weak and you can you can help the helpless. Um, you know, you're made in the image of God. You're de- protecting other image bearers. I mean, there's a level of all of this that has to be taken into account, and and mm-hmm. nobody should punish. I understand having to have rules so that you don't have vigilantes and things like that. But they didn't do anything to the. Two people that yeah, that's the bother. That's the yeah. bother, right? That's the part that's like that makes perfect sense. Yeah, I mean the, the two <laughs> people. Let a criminal go out. Yeah. yeah, that was actually another situation that was mentioned in the video that I watched about that. Hmm. Was a lawyer let a killer out early, and then they killed another person. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it probably happens more times than we are told about. Honestly, yeah, um, and that's the sad thing. And I, you know, I've got a friend who's a. Uh, He's not a Christian, um, but he likes to use Christianity for whenever it's convenient for him. You know? <laughs> yeah. So one of the convenient aspects he likes is when um, he thinks that Christianity is against Republicans or when he thinks that Christianity teaches him to be nonviolent. And so he, he kind of takes it that way. And he, he's told me about an encounter he had one day. He was walking in a uh, very bad place in Winston, which he wasn't a really wise idea to be walking at the time of day he was in that area just because you know what goes on. But Use common sense, people. Just use common <laughs> sense. Right, yeah, you got a brain, use it, you know. Yeah. Um, so he was walking, and he noticed a guy sort of cut across the street and start following him. And so he said he immediately felt kind of off about it. He felt weird and things like that. And he did a good thing. I, I was really proud of him for what he did. He, he turned around, and he engaged the guy because he just thought to himself, he's like, you know, I'm just going to see if I can't just – like talk to this guy because mm-hmm. if this is you know i don't know what his intentions are but i at least want to face him i want to see what's going to happen yeah he wasn't thinking to defend himself he was just thinking i want to see this man and yeah. so he turned around walked right up to him and talked to him how, how you doing you know have a good day all that stuff and he walked away but then he made this big huge thing about it like see that's all you've got to do to stop violence <laughs> oh god and i'm like no there's not the two there's not the same okay. thing but when like, an active shooter comes in and starts <laughs> shooting up a mall walk straight up to him and walk then to talk him. to him say hey listen yeah. Let's think this through yeah, a minute. Yeah. Yeah. And be sure that you wear a That's shirt with think. a big target on it. Yeah. That way, I mean, you will help other people in that area because he'll unload more rounds into you <laughs> that he can't use on somebody else. Yeah. That's just. And again, in that situation, that's situational awareness, right? right. That's mm-hmm. that stuff yep. that you teach. That's what people need to have too. That's that's self defense, right? We just did a podcast about like the differences between being aware. Hang on, I'm answering an email. I'm Sorry. just kidding. No, I'm looking up a Bible verse. It's okay. <laughs> we just did a podcast um, on being on the differences between being aware and being paranoid. Because sometimes yes. people put yep. being aware as being paranoid. They mm-hmm. put those two together. Which, in reality, they, they, they mean two different things. <laughs> right. 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 Exactly. Yeah. And if you can, you can learn that, you'll mm-hmm. be a much more confident person yep. mm-hmm. that gets you in and out of situations. Because people, right. you know, I mean, it's statistically, perpetrators always look for the, the, the preoccupied, the distracted, the, mm-hmm. the, the one stuck in their phone, two right. earbuds. 
Yeah. Not yeah, paying attention on the aisle that they're on. Yeah, that person who's walking around sort of like just covering themselves up, you know, physically. Mm-hmm. Like they got, you know, three blankets on them. They're just trying to hide under their blankets in broad daylight or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like the lack of confidence is what somebody sees, you know. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I was just looking up a verse, and it was in the book of Nehemiah. And I, and I like Nehemiah for a lot of things because – it's not a theocratic kind of book. And what you mean by that is like, you know, the Old Testament law, God had a theocracy. So mm-hmm. he was like ruling right. the nation. So a lot of people might look at the Old Testament passages and they say, well, that was when God was ruling Israel. Now he's got a totally different right. version of that. Well, first of all, that's never overwritten in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. There are things that are moral, that are moral responsibilities that are brought about in the Old Testament that are maintained in the New Testament, you know? And so the moral law of... Um, sure, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth kind of deal. Yeah, absolutely. And not taking your own vengeance, that. But the moral law of self-defense is also still in force in the New Testament with that whole mindset. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then Nehemiah comes along, you know, and Nehemiah is getting all these death threats and things like that. And he actually is talking about in chapter 4 where he gets some death threats. And um, it says that the way he handled that was to station men in certain exposed areas and station people in families with their swords and spears and bows. And so, like, he equipped people to defend themselves while they yep. were doing this work, you know? Yeah. And, I mean, a sword, a spear, and a bow, that's not its not farming tools. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's not, let's just be honest. You know, there was no theocracy here. This was just a group of people who were mm-hmm. existing together, and they were trying to do God's work. Yeah. And he said, look, it's just a reality. We got people who don't like us. Be ready to defend yourself. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's a perfect illustration for this. Yep. Like, again, you got, you know, yeah, you've got vengeance. You've got over overkill all those things but still i mean there's an assumption to defend yourself yeah mm-hmm. i actually think that's a great way to end the podcast this that episode is. thank you very much for coming out and i absolutely. hope to have you on another one before the season's over absolutely thank you very much yes, for the sir. privilege appreciate it all right guys if you enjoyed this podcast go ahead and click that like button subscribe and write us a review and share it with your friends because we're back <laughs> absolutely all right guys we'll see you in the next one bye <laughs>